Welcome back to the Catching Feelings podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nikki. Co hosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't get over that. Okay. So, on the last episode, we left you with a cliffhanger. It wasn't really a cliffhanger. We were just like transitioning into the next episode oh. to keep you coming back for more. So, what are we talking about? Uh... The differences between. <laughs> An affiliate and rookie ball. Yeah, okay. First off, explain the different levels of professional baseball. Yeah. Because people think it's all one thing when yeah, it's really Yeah, people don't understand it a lot of times. Yeah, and when we say people, we mean people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even baseball people, baseball fans, don't completely understand it. So, really? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Pretty much everyone. Here yeah. you go. Well, until I got into pro ball, I didn't understand it either. Yeah, actually, me too. Well, but I'm pe- not when I got drafted by the Phillies, everybody asked me, what is Philadelphia like? Do you like it? Yeah, is everyone it nice? always asks me, what do you think is, of it? How does Micah like Philadelphia? Like, oh, when's he coming back from Philadelphia? I'm like, he's not in Philadelphia. I spent a day and a half there. <laughs> in my whole life, I've been to Philadelphia about 36 hours. It's just sometimes i just say like oh he loves it because i just don't want to explain everything yeah like oh he's in florida oh what he got cut i'm like no (laughs) okay whatever so minor league baseball has six levels or seven as of now starting from the bottom there's the dominican league the rookie ball league which is in america low a high a double a triple a and the big leagues Yep. So that's seven. Yep. So right after you get drafted, most American guys will go through the draft and then go straight to rookie ball. And for high school guys like Micah, they'll probably spend anywhere from three to four years in rookie ball, maybe two if they're good. Two to four years, anywhere between those. Um, And then I think college guys move out of rookie ball a lot faster though, right? Yeah, most likely. Just because they're older, so they they need to get their clock started on – their ladder to the big leagues yeah also if you were coming out of college you best know better than a high school baseball player so (laughs) yeah yeah they'll probably move through the system a lot faster so you've only been through rookie ball and low a you've never been to the dominican league nope um have any of your friends been the 2018 draft class which is the year before me they sent all the high school guys to the dominican not to play but just to experience it and did they t- tell you about it at all? Uh, I haven't heard much other than they have a baseball complex and dorms all in one place. Wow. And it's probably pretty secure if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the Dominican League. Um... Rookie ball takes place in Florida. So we're talking about the differences between rookie ball and low A. Mm-hmm. Just starting with rookie ball, yeah. housing. So in rookie ball, the team pays for you to stay at a hotel, which is, I think we mentioned in the last episode, only like five minutes from the field. But that hotel, you have a roommate. It's a hotel, so you don't have all the amenities you would of a house. There's no kitchen. Uh, you share a bathroom. It's just not the best situation. <laughs> but when I got up to the Threshers, I was forced to move out of the hotel and find a different place to live. So, when they moved me up, all of the houses were full. So, I rented an Airbnb for a month. And then after that month, I moved into a house with five people. But only four bedrooms in the house. So, I was the sixth person. 
So the fifth person slept on the couch, and I moved a twin mattress into the living room and slept on the ground. How did you enjoy that experience? Like, was that okay for you? Honestly, it wasn't that bad. Um, the only thing, well, the guy that slept on the couch was right there in the living room with me, obviously. But it wasn't any different than having a roommate in the hotel. Yeah, like, I never once heard you complain about sleeping in the living room. But also, you get to choose who you live with in the house. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a little different yeah. when the guy's your buddy. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you, I don't even know who you lived with. Were you friends with all your housemates? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And they're all on the threshers? Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. So, that was definitely an upgrade. Are there any things in Rookie Ball that are better than Loe? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think the only th- possible thing that would be better, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of person you are, yeah, would be the time that you finish. Because in rookie ball, you report at 6 o'clock in the morning, but you finish by 3 or 4 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So you have the rest of your day to do whatever you want. Right. In Loe, however, report time is usually around noon. Maybe a little later, and you play a game at 6.30 every day, and you don't get home until 1 in the morning. Yeah, so it's just like a crazy schedule Yeah. that you just have to get used to, I guess. Um, I mean, in rookie ball, I think you have more time to be able to go out and do fun stuff if you want to, because you have from 4 till you go to sleep to do whatever you want. Right. But on the threshers, like, you're not going to wake up in the morning, go out and do something, and, and then, then go, go to the play field. play a game, yeah. yeah. That's so true. I never thought about that before. But um, it is nice to be able to sleep in. Like, yeah. I think it's easier to stay out and just sleep in until whenever you want. Yep, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference in training schedules? Oh, that was actually a huge difference. So rookie ball, you have your whole day scheduled out. From this time to this time, we're doing tissue prep. From this time to this time, we are hitting in the cages. We're doing defense. We're doing... Team defense, all of this stuff is scheduled very precisely. When I got over to Loe, you report at 12 o'clock and they say, okay, from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock, you do whatever you need to do to get ready for the game. If you need ground balls, come find a coach. If you want to hit, come find the coach and we'll, we'll do whatever you need to do. So if you're just like... Uh, I don't need to do anything today to prepare for the game. I just need mental preparation. You could just do nothing. Pretty much, if you want to. Okay. Does anyone actually do that? I mean, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But there are certain... Like, if we're at home, if we have a home series, we'll take BP on the field or do, like, a team infield and outfield. in and out, yeah. But if we're on the road, like, you pretty much just show up to the... Wherever you're playing and take batting practice and play the game what is it like playing on the road uh i only had a few road trips it's nothing different really really but like the commute and stuff is just normal not terrible Mm -hmm. i think that the longest road trip i had this year was only an hour bus ride oh that's pretty good not bad how are the opposing teams visiting clubhouses the i'm honestly not sure what our our home visiting clubhouse looks (laughs) like yeah but so I have no I don't know what to compare it to, but mm-hmm. um, all of them are pretty decent. That's good. The Blue Jays had a nice one. The Yankees obviously had a really really nice one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think Threshers and the Yankees, they might be tied for a nicest stadium in low A. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's talk about the, the snacks. Oh, okay. When you first got to rookie ball, this was really intriguing to me. And I remember, I think it was like at the end of your first season, you got a new like smoothie room or something. I yeah, don't know. we got a smoothie station. <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the first things that you pointed out to me when you became a professional baseball player. You're like, dude, they just have refrigerators in the weight room with the <laughs> snacks. I don't know. Can you talk about that a little bit? There is a ton of snacks available. <laughs> but... The difference between low, our rookie ball and the Threshers is drastic. Really? The, in the in rookie ball, they're giving us bananas and granola bars. Okay. But, I mean, there's obviously a wider range, like, assortment of granola bars to choose from. Uh-huh. But I don't want to eat a granola bar all the time. <laughs> Throw something good in there, like a, some chips or a rice, <laughs> rice crispy Treats. They're, I don't know. They're trying to keep you healthy. Right. But in low A, when we're at home, the snacks are still kind of the same. We're eating like peanuts and stuff. Like mm-hmm. Nobody cares. <laughs> but when we go on the road, let me tell you, the other teams treat us like kings. Really? I'm talking Uncrustables. No. Chocolate milk. What? Cereal. Cereal? Yes. Apple juice, Gatorades. Wait, why are they doing... Do we treat the visiting teams like that? Or do Probably we just... Probably not. Oh, wow. I bet the visiting teams come to our place and look at the spread and they're thinking, what the heck is this? <laughs> I'm not eating this. Wow. That's amazing. That's such a drastic difference. Let me tell you, a post-game chocolate milk. Oh, that's got to be superior. It is elite. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> But in terms of, like, in the weight room and stuff, it's the same, right? Yeah, the facilities are all the same. You can also compare it to... Okay, so I'm guessing your organization isn't known for having the best snacks, but when you go up to big league spring training, how are the snacks there? Yeah, I, I wasn't part of big league spring training, but I was in mini camp, so I was kind of around the big leaguers. I went to a few big league spring training games in 2020 mm-hmm. before uh, COVID shut down everything. Right. Uh, I don't remember, honestly. What about when you went on the road with the big leaguers during spring training? Yeah, I went on the road to uh, a Yankees game, mm-hmm. and they had Rice Krispies after the game. And that's it? Which I thought was interesting. No, there was amongst other things. That's just what stood out to you, the Rice Krispies? Yeah. yeah. I-, I stuffed my backpack with Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> Okay, well, um, Michael will report back to you on the pre-workout Rice Krispie Treat snack. Oh. Right? Yeah. I think we're going to try that out. Yeah, I got to try that out. Yeah. <laughs> the snacks. Okay, what else is a big difference? Mostly... The fans. I... Oh, okay, talk about the fans. Rookie ball. In rookie ball, you, you play in... There's, there's no stadium. How do I explain this? You've seen the fields. Okay, yeah. So the rookie ball facilities is basically... Okay, if you live in Hawaii, it's like Corp. Yeah, There's like much. four fields. There's a locker room in the middle mm-hmm. and four fields surrounding that locker room. Basically, just four training Just makes fields. a big If you've square. been to any public park, there's always baseball fields with like two sets of bleachers. Yeah. And rookie ball gets no fans mm-hmm. because it's rookie ball. Right. Nobody wants to come watch 18-year-olds play baseball. I mean, honestly, I would. Well, I'm your boyfriend, so I hope you would. <laughs> okay. 
But playing in low A is a completely different experience because you're playing in a stadium with fans. Yeah. I'm talking double-decker stadium with actual people in the stands. Mm -hmm. Not just families and girlfriends in the stands. Actual people. (laughs) Yeah. Just like people from the town. Yeah. People from Clearwater. Yeah. And Clearwater Threshers games are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, I always talk about this, but my favorite memory of probably this whole season yeah was our fourth of july game wish i could have been there i wish you would have been there too (laughs) but our stadium seats 8500 we sold 9000 tickets wow it was a saturday game and we had fireworks afterwards was it just like people filled the entire stadium yeah just every seat was full yeah wow people sitting on the berm people standing at the bar it was awesome (laughs) If you're a professional baseball player, I bet you can relate to this, but were there just like 40 kids screaming at you for balls? Oh, that is the absolute worst. (laughs) That game must have been over the top. I think I could probably record a whole episode just on that. (laughs) And I Like fan interactions. At first, I thought it was just you, but the more I get to talk to other people, I realize that all of you guys feel this way. Yeah. But you know what? We love the fans, and we appreciate them coming out. Like, without the fans... Baseball isn't what it is. Like, the players do care whether or not there are fans there. And they care how many fans are there and whether or not they're, you know, cheering for the team. Right. But, of course, it's just, there's always going to be. The problem is that when we're trying to warm up right before the game and play catch, we're not going to throw you the ball that we're literally playing catch with at the moment. Okay, so pro tip for fans. If they want to get a ball, what should they do? You should wait until the players are finished playing catch. Okay. And don't scream at them. Mm-hmm. Call them by their name. Call them by their name. If somebody says my name, I will automatically turn my head. Really? Yes. That's a rule that you made for yourself? Yes. The only way I'm turning my head is if you say my name. Mm-hmm. And if you say please, I'm giving you the ball. Wow. Okay. What if they're like, can I have your bat, please, Micah? <laughs> uh, if it's a broken bat, then yeah. But- <laughs> I kind of need the bat to play the game. Okay, yeah. So, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> take notes, kids. Yeah. I, I think it's funny how that's a hot topic for players, like, always. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> and even at the major league level, like, I know I listen to this other podcast with Ian Happ, um, and he talks the about... Yeah, the compound. Um, another thing that got me into podcasts. But um, they're talking about how there's always... Oh, even Justin Turner and his wife talk about this. But there's always, like, one fan that just thinks they knows it all. And they think that they know how to, like, coach you better than you know how to coach yourself. So I think there was one game the Dodgers were playing. Um, Justin Turner and his wife were talking about this. But they are playing the shift. <laughs> and then I guess some guy in the stand thought that they forgot to put in a shortstop or like a third baseman oh my like goodness. they thought that someone wasn't on the field so he was like screaming like you guys forgot a player <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the fans they think they know it all but you know if you're a fan and you're wearing like let the phillies on your back you're wearing like a player's name on your back and you're wearing the phillies across your chest like shouldn't you be cheering for the phillies rather than like yelling at your players yeah i don't know i just find that odd sports fans are crazy this could just be me, and uh, it's my first time playing in front of fans for so long. Yeah. <laughs> but when I, f- it kind of wore off. But when I was first up in, f- with the Threshers, uh-huh. 
I could literally hear everything that the fans were saying in the stadium. Really? And sometimes they say some hilarious stuff. Like what? Probably things I can't say on this podcast, but <laughs> but it is funny. And I'm trying not to laugh while I'm standing on the field. Okay, so if you are in the stands and the players are paying attention. Maybe sometimes. not in the big leagues. Those okay. guys are probably numb to it. Yeah. But this is my first experience okay. with like a lot of fans. <laughs> Wait, just give one example. Ah. Uh, I was playing first base one game, uh-huh. and our normal first baseman had the night off, uh-huh. Rickson. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had a group of fans sitting on the first base line, <laughs> yeah. literally right behind first base. Okay. So in between innings, I'm rolling ground balls to our infielders, right, to As warm up. As you should. So the first couple of innings, when it's time to play the game, I just threw the ball back to our dugout, mm-hmm. and these guys start chirping the living f out of me <laughs> they're like i was number 37 terrible mm-hmm. number i know but yeah. they're like hey three seven the other guy is way better than you <laughs> he gives us a ball every week every week and i'm like okay oh, i don't no. even know what to respond to that because if i flip them a ball next inning right then i'm then, giving in yeah like they know you heard them yeah <laughs> You didn't turn your head, and you were just, like, biting your lip, trying not to laugh. Yeah. I just had my back turned to them. Oh, my gosh. The worst is when they go, I know you can hear me. It's like, yeah, I can't hear you, and I'm trying to hold it back right now. Oh, no. People are really bold behind that net. Oh, yeah. They think that they can say anything. If I'm having a bad day, and something like that happens... It just, it's like compounding. Like, you know what? I feel like a total zoo animal out there. <laughs> just people staring at me and yelling at me. Yeah, you're basically in a cage and people are just watching you. And I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And I, I realize that's like a recent thing that it's an MLB rule that the net has to go from, I don't know, there's some kind of regulation now, but yeah. Yeah, but that's not for fans. It's just for foul balls. Yeah, but still. It people d- are it makes bold you feel... behind that net. Yeah, mm-hmm, they really are. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One more thing about the fans. Did they ever make that cup snake again? No, never seen it after that. Oh, shucks. That was, like, circulating on TikTok for a long time. And the one home game that I went to (laughs) with the Threshers, I saw the longest cup snake ever. It It was a a Tuesday night, which means Threshers have dollar beers. And dollar glizzies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call it that. And then I just remember... There's like a group of nine guys collecting cups from everyone around the stadium. And then they started parading. How many cups do you think they had? Okay, it had to have been. So like nine people and about two feet in between each person worth of cups. You can do do the math. Yeah. That's a couple hundred at least. Yeah, like 18 feet worth of cups stacked up together. They're like holding over their heads with beer still dripping out of it onto their heads. (laughs) And they're just chanting snake running around the stadium. They must have done at least three laps around the entire stadium. Yeah, just chanting With the snake. cups on their shoulder yelling, snake, snake, <laughs> snake, snake. Yeah. And I'm sitting in, I was bullpen catcher that night. Yeah. I'm thinking, is this what it's going to be like every night? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. But you know what? In the bullpen, I was watching you guys and you guys totally let them know that you're watching <laughs> like every head was turned the, bullpen, the bullpen is a completely different experience than being in the dugout okay is there a bullpen in rookie league in rookie league? there is but it's literally right behind the dugout okay so talk about that a little bit the bullpen in 
most affiliates are in the outfield, mm-hmm. which means it's a bullpen catcher and all the relief pitchers just hanging out yep. until the relief pitchers have to go through. Completely removed from the game. <laughs> There's no coach out there. Yeah. We just have a walkie-talkie to communicate with the coach in the bull- in the in the dugout. Mm-hmm. So it's it's ten players just hanging out, doing whatever whatever we want, talking story, having a good time. Uh, one of the bullpen favorites is the game called Password. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's fun. Bullpen is fun. <laughs> Does it ever get boring out there? Yeah, a lot of times. I think it's wild how any fan can just walk right up to all of you guys in the bullpen. Yeah. Like, the opposite team's work, uh, relief pitchers swarming up, you could just go right up to them and, like, yell in their face. The only thing I dislike about the bullpen is pretty much what you were just saying. Yeah. When you're in the dugout, the fans can't access you in any way because... You're, like, you're below, yeah. Yeah, you're, like, underneath the field, basically. In the bullpen, there's kids coming up. Can I can I have the ball? Can I can you sign the ball? Mm-hmm. Some fans will offer to buy us food. Really? Which I think that would get us in a lot of trouble. But yeah, I have seen people accept the offer. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think you would get in a lot of trouble for that. Um, and then nowadays that there's that trend going around, like the left hand right hand thing. Fans are extra, extra, like, interactive with the players. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely try to get a reaction out of you guys, which is, I don't know, it makes it kind of fun. Sort from of. A, from a fan's perspective, it, yeah. it makes it fun. One last thing I would like to share about low-A baseball. So, in high school, you know, winning a state championship was always important. Yeah. But the wins and losses didn't really, like, affect me emotionally. Really? Like, obviously, I wanted to win, mm-hmm. but we, when we would lose, it's like, kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Same for rookie ball. The wins and losses didn't really hurt me too much. Yeah. When I got to low A, and it's it's still low A, it's not even the big leagues. Yeah. But when I got to low A, winning and losing would like... Make or break your mood. Yeah. That's, like, losing a game in low A, mm-hmm. we're not allowed to play music in the locker room. And, like, everybody is quiet and serious. Yeah. But when you win, it's a party. Really? Yeah. There's music blasting. Everybody's dancing. It is fun. I've heard some guys in the big leagues talk about this. And when they talk about, they hate losing. Mm-hmm. Even though they play 162 games, they hate losing a single one. Because it's just so, everyone's so down after you lose. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. The more and more you move up the ladder towards the big leagues. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like why the high school wins and losses didn't really affect me too much. But yeah, it's fun. Winning is fun. Yeah. Losing sucks. Yeah. And that's why baseball is such a mental game. It really does play with your mind. Yeah. And keep in mind, you play over, you play 162 games. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to do the same thing every night. Even if you lose and you have like the worst night, you got to come back and do it the next day. Yeah. And just, like, start fresh. And you only got that one day off to recuperate. Yeah. So, let us know what you guys want us to talk about. Contact us by text message. No, I don't know. How uh, please don't give out my phone number. <laughs> they can just let us know. You know what? Probably only our friends are listening to this. Let us know what you want us to. <laughs> <laughs> Probably only our friends and family. Yeah, so let us know what you guys want us 
to talk about next because we will listen we're always looking for more ideas so let us know peace wait you have to do the outro song you're getting lazy with it (laughs) okay (laughs) okay bye